Hi guys, this is the United Socialist Party podcast show for Group C. And this is where we will discuss on the processes that went into drafting the party's manifesto and the reason behind the party's ideology. And I have in the studio here the flag bearer of the party, Dennis Atukoefiu, and the party chairman, Ernest Oku. My name is Abel Akwe, and I am your host for today's edition. Hi, guys. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? Okay, I'm also doing good. Um, what is United Socialist Party? What is it about? Okay, so the United Socialist Party is a party... It's a simulated party of the Ghana Institute of Journalism. Um, we are a party that um, believes in the socialist ideology, meaning we are for the people. And it stands with the center-left um, position of the ideology. And basically, we push more for equality in the equal share of resources of our country. So. I'm sure when the show continues, you get to know more <laughs> about United Socialist Party. Um, Dennis, the flag, do you have something to add to what NS just said? Yes, so like every well, center left um, political party is known for. Our main aim is to engage the people and get to know what they want. And the basic thing that they want is equal opportunities, mm-hmm. the equal sharing of the national key not just for a few and so that is what as a party we seek to sell to the people and they buy. okay so so far i know some activities have, have been going on or have gone on um do you see yourself achieving what you believe in as a party exactly exactly i think i think i think from what we can we are we are we are on course i don't know if you were present you invited members of your media house to cover our campaign launch Last Friday, we went on a walk. We launched our manifesto. Uh, this week, we are seeking to do more activities. From, from what we've done, the response is overwhelming. Yeah. People love the message. People are ever welcoming on the USP. I don't know if you followed us to the Osunat market. Yeah. You will see the love. People love us. They are just waiting for us to win so that we bring back their power back to the people. Okay, so before we go to the motivated you to choose particular people i don't know if it, they were chosen by appointment or by election i don't know but what was the motivation behind choosing some uh, people to spearhead the affairs of the party well, okay well most importantly as a party we first of all believe in equality secondly we also believe in leadership not just any leadership but a dedicated leader Leaders that are dedicated to spearheading the goodwill of the people of Ghana and also to spearhead the good agenda and the good vision of the United Socialist Party. So, as a party, we are having um, departments that are in charge of different works. So, our group, that's the group that was in charge of election, um, brought up brought up a, 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 formulation, a, a formula in which we need to elect our national executives as well as going further to elect our flag bearer. So, using um, their discretion, they were able to come out with a nomination form, which the party members filed as well. 
So all the portfolios were filed for and they were vetted. And after the vetting, we moved on to the election on the party platforms. And these positions were, these people were then elected to the various positions. Yeah, so that's what we actually focused on. But not just that, we made sure that we had some slots for the women. Because as I said earlier, we, we focused on pushing with the women agenda. So that's what we did. Yeah. Okay, and for, so far, the people you have elected, um, are they playing their roles as expected, or some of them are playing? Um, difficult mm-hmm. or not working uh, adequately for the party. Well, they they are all playing their roles perfectly. I'm I'm really amazed because oh, I've see. I, I've worked in different I mean with different teams and different people in different with different works. But having this particular team with me, I won't say beside me. I'm I'm proud and honored to say, and this uh, this is a team that I had I have with me. Mm-hmm. And we've paired and we have worked with them. I know that child, they are really good. Okay. They are smart, intelligent people. They are really focused and their works are all professional. Okay. They take their time before they come up with their suggestions mm-hmm. and they actually observe and as well. For example, I'm really, you see, I, I really love equality. Yeah, I love to push the women agenda. <laughs> not, to say that that. A, <laughs> not to say I'm a feminist or whatsoever, but I, I really love to push the women agenda, especially our, our gallant women mm-hmm. in our party, um, the general. The, the organizing secretary, Ms. Sandra Ghani. Mm-hmm. We have the deputy um, general secretary, Ms. Mabel Yate. I mean, um, also, we have the, the opinionated, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love to refer as such, Ms. Esther Mukay, and also the very voice for us, Obamiska. Um, These are gallant women who are very smart and they know what they are actually doing. Mm-hmm. They just don't speak, but they are very strategic. And having such brilliant people like this beside you, is amazing okay. and i'm sure come friday we are going to clinch the trophy i see yeah, I, I mean victory is always regardless that's what <laughs> we're actually doing yeah we we hope to see that um i understand you are the party chairman mm-hmm. what have you been doing for the party as a party chairman what is expected what is required of a party chairman tell us more about that okay so as a party chairman i'm um focusing basically on making sure that agenda is uh, our agenda permeates into the minds of people uh, not just doing that but focusing on um organization of our parties that that's the overall overseeing of activities of our party executives as well as the the members so as a party chairman it's more or less like making sure decisions that we take are executed perfectly making sure our strategies our propaganda our agendas are all put in place not just any agendas or not just any propaganda but propagandas or agendas that are spearheaded towards winning because as a leader you must have one focus so that the people will actually know that oh this is where we are actually heading towards so as a party chairman i made sure that i had to spike or spark the vision into uh, the vision of our party into our members so that's what actually that's what i actually did as a party chairman to make sure that we win okay yeah. okay so i'm um, coming to you um denisa flag bearer or the flag bearer um i believe the party has policies that um they want to put in place when they are being voted in, into power what is the motivation behind those policies um isabella so like i said earlier our party's position is based on getting the issues on the ground and championing them through our policies and so you would see that even before our manifesto launch our research team 
tours on the ground to gather information, to speak to civil society organizations, to speak to the ordinary Ghanaian on the street, to speak to opinion leaders, to speak to some chiefs, to be able to gather the consent of these people okay. so that the people will be able to resonate with the manifesto. And so our manifesto or our policies is more of opportunity driven and development driven. We seek to create equal opportunities for everybody, uh, not just a few people who think that because they are close to power. Our, our manifesto is open to all. In, um, at the right time, I'll make a copy available to you. But for now, we just release the key highlights of the manifesto, which was suggested by the ordinary Ghanaian ministry, which was suggested by the ordinary fisherman Abuko. Yes, exactly. Okay. Which has gone through scrutiny, and our research team, I must commend them, they've done the marvelous job. Our manifesto team, they've done the marvelous job by the party chairman. I'm very grateful to all the things that. Okay, okay, right. So, um, I want you to tell us some of the manifesto, some of the touching to um, education, agriculture, credit facts. I want to know what are the things you are looking out to when it comes to those sectors. Let's take it from the education sector. Okay, so for education, you would bear with me that Ghana has been hardly hit by the effects of the coronavirus, especially with our education. Um, I think few weeks ago was exactly one year since. Uh, phone to go, people came home. Um, I, I'm just imagining myself being at home for a year without going to school. What, what would become of my education? So, we are looking at creating a centralized app, a centralized application where they would merge with the telcos. We will speak to the telcos to be able to make it data free, which means that you do not need data to be able to access information on that app. So what that app seeks to do is that you see how the Ghana learning, uh, learning television and radio is being done. We put everything there so that a girl from Boy Bamboy will be able to assess it. And as we are working with the telcos, we are working on improving uh, what you call it, network in those deprived areas so that nobody is left out. So when we have a centralized app, um, the teacher, let's say if you are in uh, Asankegua, the teacher in Asankoga will be able to monitor her students on that app. She can give assignments to her students on that app, which will be most mostly be multiple choice question or in class, so that nobody is deprived. Exactly. And yeah. also, we are looking at increasing our our literacy rates. So, but when, before that, hmm. you said um, the, from the examples you've given so far, I'm feeling that. The, the the digitalization mm. of the education system mm. is trying to focus on only the primary school elementary school but not, not from the not at all that is why i said a centralized app so it means that the app would be accessible to people from kindergarten right to the university okay. so i just use that san Okay, yes, okay. Just okay. to give you a context or okay. uh, an example of how things are going to work. My listeners are confused, so we need to clear the exactly. air on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it means that this app would be created to make sure that it serves everybody. So, if you are SHS3 and you are in Go Track and you are in New Jabin, when you go on the app, you select your school, New Jabin, SHS3, Go, you register. You'll be able to have interactive classes like you do when your teachers are doing. So that if we don't know, I'm not trying to be a prophet of doom. If there's probably a third wave of COVID, 
and probably the vaccines do not work. We have an option. Mm -hmm. And even if there's no COVID, we might not know what could come next after COVID. That will ask us to stay home. So we must be prepared for the future. And this digitalization of the app is one of the things we are preparing for the future. The second thing we would like to introduce is by bringing back the adult education Of late, you will see that Ghanaian traders are very interested in going to China to trade in China and all that. But you see that these people are not able to go because they think that when they go, they'll be cheaper. First of all, they, they don't even understand English. Yeah. So, Chinese. So, so they give it to these, these middlemen who in turn also charge something. Yeah. They probably charge them a price. So why don't we gather these people? Teach them the basics in English. How how will you do that? Because looking at my mother sitting under the hot sun selling for her child, mm. just for her to get something to eat. If you are telling me to leave what I'm doing and then come to school and learn, how would that be possible? I grew up in Bataqari. Okay. Uh, growing up I saw my grandmother who was just sixteen years old mm. going for evening classes. I see. It was organized by the church. So the motive was that was to just teach them basic literacy skills in English and all that. And my grandmother was a trader like my mother. And so um, she was even sister. She yeah, we will wait. She was, that's what I'm coming to. She was at that time, but my mother is kind of a wood woman now. Mm. So, how does she leave her work that's just to be in school for even in school? Okay. You get it. This has happened in Ghana before. That is why we use the word revisiting. Okay. The adult education system has happened. In okay. This is not something new. That's why I said we are revisiting it. Okay. Happen happening again. Okay. So we need to mobilize these people who have the money but do not have, excuse me to say, the knowledge to be able to trade in China or to be able to trade in Dubai. So we are looking at bringing back the adult education. Okay. So that now that this government is doing digitalization, digitalization, we should not leave these people out. The auntie Muniwache you buy should be able to know that you've been able to send her money without her getting to call her son to verify payment. You get it? Yeah. So we want to, these are basic, basic things, things that they should be able to send money, they should be able to buy credit for themselves. Your mother should not come to you to buy credit, credit for her, yeah. Exactly. And even explain WhatsApp messages and exactly. all that. Yeah. Exactly. Replying WhatsApp messages. At least if she cannot reply in English, she should be able to send a voice. voice note. These are basic things that we believe that the average Ghanaian, no matter your social class, should be able to have. So that now that we are thinking of digitalization, digitalization, they can also be clear in the process and not left out. Okay. So, what are the next? So the next thing is that I don't know whether you've been able to listen to the controversy surrounding the public university bill, which the Utah claims that is coming to take over what, what, the, the power that lecturers have from them. So we are looking at engaging key stakeholders like the, uh, like the University Teachers Association. We are looking at engaging the Vice Chancellor's Association of Ghana. We are looking at engaging students so that we get to scrutinize the public universities bill so that it doesn't look like the government's agenda to be able to capture power from the university. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll consult and fine tune it and make sure that we'll be able to pass 
this love so that everybody is okay by day. I'm so missing. I think too. I hope that is achieved. Now, the next um, sector I want us to talk about is the health. Now we are in the COVID-19 pandemic. A whole lot has happened. A whole lot is happening. What is USP doing for the party? Okay, so our policies for the health is quite an ambitious one, of which I hope that by the grace of God and with the power from the people will be able to achieve. We are looking at building ultra-modern regional hospitals in all the 16 regions across the country. I hope when you are voted into power, you will not come and give us a way huge budget that does not resound to this project. You know, you, you, you know um, the USP, I've told you, believes in equal opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. So we don't intend to what, bloat budgets to make sure that it, it must be done. And and the USP doesn't even mind if a local contractor is capable of doing it. We would, we would award the contract. We really look forward to that. To local contractors so that everybody... Because when, because when the local contractor is able to get this contract, he will hire a carpenter. The carpenter will be able to feed the family. Exactly. Student. So we are even looking at oh, oh, using local contractors in building this ultra-modern regional hospital so that we'll be able to... When COVID came, it took the intervention of the young Ghana woman to be able to build a hospital within 100 days. And I think that is something that is not beyond the government. If just a few group of people, a few group of professionals are able to build a hospital, an ultra-modern hospital, in less than 100 days, it is not above a country like Ghana. So we can do it. It's just that we need to put our mind to it and make, and make funds available. Exactly. How are we going to generate funds to push this project? Exactly. You see, apart from paying taxes, I am telling you today that for my engagement, people are even ready to donate to government to build hospitals. I see. We've spoken to chiefs. They are even ready to allocate lands for free for government to build hospitals. People are ready. Like the way one Ghana movement was able to solicit for your one CD, one CD, one CD to be able to build a hospital in 100 days. What is it difficult? Or how will it be difficult for a whole government to solicit for funds in building this hospital? Even if it means that going for loans to be able to build this ultra-modern hospital so that we can have a robust health system, we don't mind. For us, we want everybody to be comfortable under our government so that I don't go to Kolobu and they tell me that the place is full sure. and only VIP is available so if I can afford VIP. I mean, that is ridiculous. I find extremely that We should be able, the ordinary person from Sifi should be able to pick a taxi go to the city regional hospital and enjoy free um what other policy um have you put in place for usb like for usb and then for the whole country at large yes, exactly so i've mentioned the key pointers for you the rest will be made available online through a pdf on our party website but i want to tell you that everybody has been captured in the USP. It is not only the working class that has been captured. Everybody has been captured and uh, with the hard work of our party chairman who led the team, the manifesto team. Everybody has been captured in the manifesto. I, I advise that uh, in our policy engagement, we might meet some of you, the media, we will be speaking to civil society organizations and telling them 
what they need to know about our manifesto. But these are basically the key highlights of our manifesto. These are what we seek to implement to get a equal opportunity done. Okay, 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 right. Then is your last words, then we end the show. Okay, so our last words, um, that's just to tell you that being first on the ballot uh, to me is a confirmation of God's promise of our victory. Yeah, and all right, that brings us to the end of the show. And a very big thank to my able producers, actually, my executive producers, because they worked everything out to make sure this show is a success. And they're in the person of Dr. Jonas Koto Boaten and so on, Madam Tiros Elik Blim, and Mrs. Anastasia Akwe. Thank you very much. And also to my co producers, Sandra Gani and Michael. Elisa Abu Suleiman, Elizabeth AJ, Laurentia Adasari. A very big thank you to them all. And also to my creative directors, Reginald Tetequi, Charles Commodore, Jesse Marjorie, Gwafred Ahe, um, Simon Toge, Jacqueline Adobia, Benedicta um, Adams. And then also to my abode sound engineers, I have Salim Mohammed, Matu Betiet, Philip. Right, Zonko. Thank you all to the production team for making this a success. My name is Isabella Kwe and I was your host for today's edition. Thank you. You superstitious, throw so over your shoulders, make a wish for the day, cuz like somebody got a doll of me, oh. sticking needles in my artery. Oh. But I can't fear 52 fakers, gypsy seances, mystical prayers. You superstitious, throw so over your shoulders, make a wish for the day, cuz like somebody got a doll of me, oh. sticking needles in my artery. Oh. But I can't 